So we're slightly late recording this because we've been sat here for 21 minutes waiting for a Mr. Evan not so quick to, to come online and uh, he hasn't joined us. I know. The, the, got... the, the IT guru has got uh, IT issues. I know. And can I just say as well, I wasn't going to come on tonight because I've been very busy lately and I made every effort to watch the film last night to come on uh, to surprise Evan, especially actually, and say hello to him. Uh, but yeah, he completely flaked off. He flaked, he flaked off like a, just like one of his... Just like one of his precious steak bakes would. It's a pain in the ass. He's a flaky steak bake, isn't he? Ah, commitment. Well, but anyway, what reason instead, of, is... instead of giving him the nickname steak bake from now on, should we call him flake bake? Flake bake. Flake bake, yeah. <laughs> What's his excuse, do you reckon? What, do you reckon he's, uh, do you reckon he hasn't watched the film? Do you reckon he's on on something? Um, He obviously was trying to fit, uh, watch the film. But he didn't anticipate how many sit-ins he had to do it in. I think he would have saw the 75-minute length and thought, oh, I could do that in about 12 sit-ins, no problem. But he probably only got for about eight. <laughs> I'll do like 15 minutes a time over breakfast over the next five or six days. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and he started, watching the doc- he started watching the documentary on Steak Bakes and he got sidetracked. It's usually what happens, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week, The Page Master, nominated by um, a viewer or listener, depending on how he connects with us. I'm not entirely sure. But I, th- I believe it's someone you know, Ad. So shout out to... What's Aaron, his name? Aye. Aaron, Aaron, yeah. She's yes. a page master, Aaron. Yeah, thank you very much. It's um, uh, I hadn't seen this film before. Uh, so I expected to watch it and know some of it, and I didn't. But I, I have some memory of playing the game, which I'll, I'll come on to a little bit later. So, um, yeah, pleasantly surprised, I will say, with the movie. I did have some enjoyment out of it. There's plenty I've got to say about it. But, uh, yeah, no memories from me. Frog, have you seen this before? No, never seen it. This was uh, one of the, those kids' films that passed me by. I think it's because I wasn't actually a kid when it came out. So. so this was 94, wasn't it? So we would have been 13 and maybe probably a bit too cool for school. To go and watch oh, a kids' film. We saw was, Well, I was prime age for this because I, I watched this all the time when I, I had this on video when I was a kid, and um, so did loads of kids in my school have this on video. This is really popular amongst, uh, everyone I knew when I was a kid. So um, so let's I, think I about the too. timeline of this, lad. Right, because this was ninety four came out. Mm-hmm. Me and Prague would have been thirteen. So if we didn't see it in the cinema, you're talking probably 12 months later, roughly, would have come out on VHS. It would have come out a bit sooner, maybe, to to rent. But yeah, we would have been 14 plus, definitely, probably passed us by. So you would have been five or six? Well, five or six when this came out, yeah. Now, I'm just looking at the video box of it now, actually. Um, Now, I'm going to pull it up on the share screen. So... uh. Give me a second there. So, Documents yourselves. <laughs> sorry, I, I pressed the wrong button. Uh, here we go. So I had this sort of like, um, this was the video box I remember, but I didn't have this video of it. I had the uh, the pirate video. I had a pirate, like the, um, the you used to get pirate videos with like it written on the spine, but I just remember that being the box. Because I, like I said, a lot of people I know had it. I can just remember seeing that at friends' houses and stuff. Oh. I'd go back to that front page for a second. Look at that beautiful VHS, then. Who's here? 
to, um, to, to me, see, it reminds me of what's the, the the sword in the stone? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's the guy who you know, the page master who looks a bit like Merlin. But yeah, it reminds me of that. But it is look. I've uh, got memories. And I remember opening a box and seeing that sort of thing in there. Look at that, and they've ruined it as well. <laughs> good, good seller on eBay. That is. It does. But yeah, good times. But yeah, I just, I just, I remember having a pirate tape, and um, yeah, I watched it loads, loads, and loads. Do you reckon was... you had it on a pirate tape because some, someone you knew or someone the family knew had a two VHS setup? <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, but um, I, I, I had a quite a lot of films on pirate tape when I was younger. They were quite, um, quite popular pirate videos were when I was a kid, and um, so I did used to have normal, I did used to have official tapes of stuff, but I also had quite a lot of like, but uh, you know, you just get them right. You just sometimes yeah. the sometimes the pirate tape would even bother to print out a cover for you, and you'd have a little like plastic box with a print a printed off black and white cover or something. But uh, sometimes they were just a Memorex, and I just remember, I just. Distinctly remember having this when I was a one of those tapes when I was a kid. So you I didn't get to have any of the adverts. Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I loved it. I watched it all the time, and um, it was really weird watching it last night because I kind of forgot all about it until I watched it. So as I was watching, I was going, "Fuck me, it's all flooding back." Fudge me, this is all flooding back to me. I was thinking to myself as I was watching it, and um, but I just remember things like I can remember watching this and wanting to get a library card, which is what I did because I was about, I remember getting a library card after watching this film. And I just I just remember all stuff like that. Like so um I'm because being hundred percent disappointed when you went to the library and it wasn't like it is in the movie. Well <laughs> well, yeah, it was. But I used to like the library when I was a kid, as as lame as that sounds. Bear in mind, this is a time before you had um you know, vid- every video game in the world and tablets at your disposal. So the library was pretty cool when you were a kid. I mean, you had like um comics there, books there, like all sort of cool stuff in there as well. So yeah, good stuff. Um so yeah, I don't have any memory of this, which is quite strange. I, I like it wasn't until we I think we spoke about it a little while ago. I don't know if it was on the podcast or whether we were talking about it. And then someone mentioned the page master, and then I think Aaron um maybe it came off what Aaron suggested. And um it's funny because I used to love Macaulay Culkin growing up. You know, like he had that, I don't know, maybe four or five years where he was massive. Everyone wanted yeah. him to be in, in their film, whether it be Richie Richie Rich. Yeah, Richie Rich. Um, you know, Uncle Buck and um but yeah, this one I wondered if it was Macaulay Culkin sort of you know, he was coming to the end of his cuteness phase, so to speak. But but this film did take I think some like three years, three and a half years to, to complete. So I wonder whether they had filmed it in like maybe, I don't know, 92 ish. And then obviously mm. it took that long to, to get the animation on top. I, I don't know. Because he didn't look 14 in it, that's for sure. Or 13, whatever Macaulay Culkin would have been at the time. Oh, yeah, he's definitely a little kid in this one. I'm just looking at his filmography right now because, like, um, it, it seems to be that the last film he made was Richie Rich, which, by the way, is crap. That is a crap movie. Like, I didn't like it when I was a kid that much. I always thought it was boring. And I watched it like um, a few years ago on TV with Liz, my missus. And like, because uh, we me and her were both just like, this is awful. This is really bad. So um, this, I reckon this is like the last kind of cool movie he made, probably. 
I know what I'm nominating for my film then after this. Don't do Richie Rich. Have you ever seen Richie Rich? I have, yeah. But like, you... not since I was probably a, a teenager. And it, it wasn't for me. I was a little bit too old, I think, at the time. It's that old thing was like, I got a McDonald's in my house. And like, yeah. oh, it's just proper. Like, well, I only thought that watching it as an adult. But, you know, it's so like, it's so low, that film is, man. It's just low. It, I, with Macaulay Culkin, right? Like I said just now, I think he had that initial sort of cute phase, but no one really wanted a teenage Macaulay Culkin. No. It, um, well, yeah. What he did, have you ever seen The Party Monster? No. I, it's a good I, film. I, it's, it's, a, it's actually a really good movie. It's, a, it's based on a true story. It's about, um, it's like, it's, 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 it's a really strange film to do, but he, he did it in 2003. But it's um it's by these two directors called um they did that film some kind of monster by Metallica, and stuff. I got the names up by you actually. Randy Barbato and Fenton Bailey. They're good directors, man. But well, one of them passed away right a couple of years ago. But anyway, it's a true case with like this this um this very prominent gay guy in like the sort of drag gay sort of world. It he, he murdered he him and some other guy killed someone in this nightclub which they which they owned. I haven't seen it for years, so I'm a bit vague on it. But it's basically like um a true crime story based on that. And he just plays like this really horrible, like self-absorbed person. And he's brilliant in that film. It's, I think, I think it's Seth Green in it as well. Yeah. I was yes. just looking at it. No, Seth Green's in it. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin, Seth Green, Chloe Seveny. It's a, it's a really good like thriller from like, which no one really ever talks about. Do you ever see that one, Progo? Party Monster? No, I didn't. I heard about it when it came out because it was the return of Macaulay Culkin because he hadn't done anything for years, had he? Yeah, it's a really good film. And like, but I, I remember it was one of those ones. I didn't watch it in 2003, but a few years later, it's one of those ones you rent from Blockbusters on a whim. And I remember just watching being like, that was a great, like, it, I think I rented it at the same time as Private Parts with Howard Stern. You remember that? Mm. Remember that film? I think yeah. I rented this and Private Parts together. So I said, like, one of, what an, what an 18 rated double whammy to watch, right? And I just remember like watching them in one evening and being like, fuck me, that was too, fudge me, that was two really good films back to back there, you know? But um, Marilyn yeah. Manson's in it as well. Yes, right. Yeah, I haven't seen it for years. We're talking like the last time I would have watched that would have been like late 2000s or something. Uh, and like, I mean, it's telling, but I rented it from Blockbusters. So, you know, so yeah, just one of those ones. Jeff, he's got actor Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, well, I think he was. I know he's not doing as much now, but... I think he just does more, like, online-y stuff. Like, he pops up on Red Letter Media, this channel I watch on YouTube quite sometimes. I think he just has, like... I think he just does some sort of online business sort of stuff now. But um, I just think he's one of those guys that was a bit, like... Wasn't really into the acting. Well, a lot of it, he was pushed by his parents, wasn't he? And, he, you know, yeah. he'd been quite open on saying that. But obviously, his brothers are really good actors. I mean, like, um, obviously, his one brother... Kieran Culkin, he's in Succession. He's brilliant in that, and um, he's got the he's got Rory Culkin, who was in Scream Four and stuff. Um, there's lots, there's, there's a million Culkins out there. They're all out there acting. They're like the Baldwin's <laughs> everywhere, man. <laughs> so going back to this movie though, um, I'll I mention it in changes, but what age group is this? Is this movie aimed at? Do you reckon? Is it? I'd say because it's quite dark in places. Do you think? And, and scary. I think it's. I think it's a similar tone to a Disney film, though. And I, I'm talking like early Disney. Yeah, I, 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 well, yeah, I agree with that actually. 
There's some of that, you know, like Snow White, where you see like the Queen, medieval it's Queen. All, yeah, it's all it's all imagery, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's just I was gonna sit down and potentially watch this with Emily, so she's almost five, and I'm glad I didn't because I think she would have found some bits quite scary. Well, I used to watch this with my I used to watch this with my younger brothers and when I was a kid and they didn't get scared by this and they would have been Yeah, loved. but they watch Robocop. Yeah, what? and your childhood is different to every other child on the face of the planet. I, in I don't think kids I don't think kids would find this scary, would they? I mean, like, is it that bad? I mean it's not I, that I, bad. I just think, yeah, a couple of years older mine needed to be. Five would like, have four or five would have been here. I love Adam's lack of empathy. If, if he can't, if he doesn't find it scary, no one else will. No, but come on. I mean, like, um, Snow White's scarier than this. Remember the forest bit in Snow White? That's freaky. That's yeah, but I, I, I agree. On the whole, I think Snow White is probably overall scarier. But if you look at some of the imagery in this film, certainly the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sequence. Would you... Sorry, um, sorry, Frog. Um, I was saying, what? what are we gonna? Would you let your kid watch Pinocchio? Uh, I haven't got kids. Thank you. I think, I, th- I think a couple of years more. Because that's like a you, right? Now, that's the one that scared me when I was a kid. Is Pinocchio because of the ending with the donkeys and stuff? Like, terrified me when I was a kid. Absolutely, like existentially terrified me when I was a kid. That did. Really scary. Um, you just Did like you find that scarier than Robocop. Yeah, god, yeah, that's way creepier than Robocop. It's like because this kid is happening to little kids that like you can relate to, and it's like he's he contorts and turns into this donkey while crying, and it's horrible. And like, and it's like this, per- it's the permanence of it and stuff, you know what I mean? That, is that uh, you, for me as well. Sorry. No, sorry, I was going to say to Adam, so do you think Andrew would be okay to show his daughter Robocop now, but not Page Master? I reckon if you want tough, hard kids, pop Robocop in for them. But yeah, like absolutely. You, I'm if you want your kids to turn out like Adam and get <laughs> on Robocop. Give the man a hand. Yeah, but what age is, what age is your... Because you've got a boy as well, right? What's, what age is he going to be when you pop Predator in for him? Hopefully four. I mean, oh. do you want to get, <laughs> next year. Do you, do you want him to get bullied in school all the time? Like, what's going? <laughs> all the other kids like, have you seen Predator? And he's like, no, my dad won't let me watch it. Bang! I, I would teach your, I would teach your boy to talk like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. Also, I wasn't six. He talks like that anymore at the, at the moment, didn't he? I wasn't six when I watched Robocop. I was more like eight or nine or something when I watched Robocop. So I'd seen Page Master before Robocop. So I will oh, that's, say that's better. I, 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 but I did watch Terminator around the time I was six or seven. I was quite, I was very young when I watched Terminator. But uh, Robocop came a little bit later on. It was about a couple of years after this. But um, I toughened myself up with Page Master. Do you remember the first 18 film you watched, Dan? No. I reckon it would have been an Arnie film. Mm. Unless there was something in there that just slipped in. And it was 18 because it had a, an F-bomb or two and a pair of 80s boobs. Is Mad Max an 18? Yeah, it was when we were kids, but not anymore. You know so. what, right? I reckon, sorry, I reckon the first one would have been either Beverly Hills Cop 1. That was an 18 because it said like the F-bomb like 21 times in... And the N-bomb. Uh, right here. Or maybe Lethal Weapon. 
Was that the first one in 18? It was in 18. It might have been, but I don't know. How old were you then when you watched that, do you think? Nine, ten. Because I, I, I watched half of two 18 films before, when I was 10. One of them being Robocop, and my mother pulled me out to the house party. If you only watch half, it's only classes in nine. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. <laughs> uh, and I watched 40 minutes of Mad Max, but it was the last 40 minutes, because it was on TV, and for some reason I was up late and the TV, and the TV was on. But I didn't watch it all the way through. The first proper 18 I watched all the way through was Total Recall. Because my father said, "Come on, you're old enough now to start watching some of these films." And he said, "I'll watch, I'll watch the first one with you." When it was Total Recall, when I was about, I think I was thirteen. That's 14. not a that's not a bad first eighteen film to watch. I don't no, think. it's not because I think he picked that one because it's quite fun as well, isn't it? Yeah. And also, it's fantastical because it's about aliens on Mars, so he could kind of go. It's not real. You know this ain't real. So Yeah, but that thing where, like, this isn't real, right? I always remember. I watched Alien with my grandfather, and his advice to me was like, before we put this on, Ad, this is in space. This will never happen to you. You're safe here. <laughs> this is all in space. So it doesn't matter. Didn't work. How old were you? Five. <laughs> Months, yeah. No, I was about... Um, I would have been about 10 or 11 or something when I watched Alien. I just remember... I just always remember... Him saying that, being like, "Okay, that's my comfort blanket," and it's just been quite, quite intense to watch. You've like, already seen Robocop by this time. Yeah, I, but I, it, I think it, there's it, a difference, though, isn't it? There's a difference watching like a horror slash monster alien film to some form of science fiction or like an action film. Like I think that you could watch a, um, you could watch Commando at eight, nine, and not be as affected by it if then something else like, yeah, Alien, for example. That's really shitty. Around that time when I watched, I was about 11 when I watched Total Recall, and the entire film was fine, except for the bit when his helmet burst on Mars. I couldn't take that when I was a kid. That freaked me out. When his eyes start bulging out. I found that really bad. But, um, but aside from that, Robocop isn't that wasn't that bad for me when I was a kid. I was like, I was fine with I loved Robocop when I was a kid because um he was alleged, like he was just it was like a hero movie, you know what I mean? It was like it was like this true, like this guy's like killed and then he comes back as a robot. That's like that is perfect fodder for an eight-year-old boy. Like that is a great film if you're eight years old. And um, also I depends what version you saw though, what, what version did you see? I, I, well, I, I had it on. V- I had the official. My friend oh. Sam that lived on the same street as my nan had the official VHS tape of it. So it wouldn't have been the correct Criterion version, but it would have been like not. It would have been edited for TV or anything. But I remember I used to lend that off him all the time. I used to take. I used to take it home all the time and watch it quite quite often, because um, I just again it was. I just remembered it didn't have a box. It, it was it was the official one, but it just didn't have the case for it. So yeah, watched it loads when I was younger. Watched Robocop loads of times when I was younger. Um. Great film. I never liked number two though. I used to like number three as well though. I like number two. Okay, so on then. Favorite aspect of uh, Page Master. What have you got? Uh, so I, I'm hands down picking James Horner's score. I think it's incredible. But then I'm a massive fan of James Horner. Uh, and I'm also going for the some of the imagery. We've already briefly spoke, touched upon it, but 
that sequence with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like even today, I think watching it yesterday, I thought that looks great. That looks fantastic. So that those are the two those are my two. Oh, also, I think Christopher Lloyd is a great voice actor. He's got a brilliant voice, I think. But and he, I I think when you see him in films and TV, because he's such a what's the word? He's such an eccentric looking guy and he's such he's quite quite the zany sort of character actor. But I certainly I didn't anyway. Uh, I sort of took his voice for granted, but after watching the film, it made me realise that he's actually got a great voice for cartoons as well. He, um, I he's only in it visually as himself for a small amount of time, but I've got him down as one of my favourite aspects. I think he's um, he lends himself so well to the film. To be honest, the voice actors as a whole, I I think they I think they do okay. Um, yeah. The fact that what really threw me, Patrick Stewart, doing mm-hmm. that sort of like piratey voice, like oh, and yeah. not use not using his own voice. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, I I always remember it, it was quite interesting watching this back and realizing it was Patrick Stewart because I remember watching the audio commentary for um, Beavis and Butter Do America the um obviously the movie. And uh, Mike Judge is on there, and he's saying that um, obviously it has what's the actor's name? Is it Robert Wagner? Oh fuck me! I, I, there's an act, famous actor in that film that plays an FBI agent. I think it's Robert Wagner. But I have to, I have to look this up now because it's going to annoy the hell out of me. This this relates to what we're talking about. I promise. Talk amongst yourselves again. Sorry, sorry, it's coming, it's coming. I just, I just, it's one of those things that's going to annoy the hell out of me if I don't know now. Well, Robert Wagner is a famous actor. He's been in loads of stuff. Robert Stack. It was Robert Stack. Sorry. Um, Robert threw me off. Yeah, so Robert Stack plays the FBI agent in that film. But um, he, there's a bit in that, there's a section in the audio commentary where he's talking about, they were trying to get, the 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 the, the company was trying to push, um, was trying to push Patrick Stewart to do the voice of the FBI agent if he was about to do America. Um, Mike Judge was just like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not being funny here, but um, Patrick Stewart is highly British. And then they were like, yeah, but Patrick Stewart can do any voice. And then he was a bit like, and his thing was, I don't really want him to do, I want a celebrity guest voice in it. So I don't really want Patrick Stewart unless he's doing his famous voice, yeah. which is why yeah. he went with Robert Stack. But I just remember thinking when I was, I was like, oh, that, that must, this must have been what got them going to Mike Judge for Beavis and Butthead. So I was thinking, I wonder what other cartoons Patrick Stewart has popped up in because he does a great job in this as like um, adventure. Well, really yeah, I, I, I would say right. There's only I think there's only like once or twice where his accent slips, and not even like a full slip where it's like just his voice. I'm talking. There's like one or two words where he says something. You're like, okay, I think I can tell that's Patrick Stewart there. I know, but it's well, brief. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was him until I was looking up while watching the movie, I, yeah. and the, the bit that got me was like the fact that yeah. He's doing voice work and he's not using his own voice because it's so iconic. Yeah. Well, he just ever cartoons. He just obviously he does all the voices in American Dad, right? He's brilliant in American Dad, but he's just doing his own voice. He plays the um, plays the FBI he, sort of like head on show, doesn't this, he? This, the head of CIA. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't watch American Dad too often. Avery Bullock. I just looked at it now. He is extremely funny in that show. Like scene stealingly funny in that. He's great at comedy. Patrick Stewart is. And obviously, what was the other comedy he was in, which he stole Edge the Brothers. episode? 
yeah, amazing well, in that. Well, he's in Family Guy as well, isn't he? But he does the voice of Joe's daughter. It's like he's a, in the monologue voice. Yes, brilliant, man. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> the fact that this, yeah, like either a six month old baby, he's got Patrick Stewart's voice. <laughs> it's a bit annoying because I'm looking at all the other stuff he's he's done since, right? Now there was a class. There's a cluster of films he did in the '90s, like this. I prevent, like he's in he's in Animal Farm, the cartoon of that in '99. Um, he's in a couple of other little like animated things. But then it seems to be he just kind of falls into doing his his usual voice in cartoons and it's like man that's great you've got a great voice but it, they should have i really wish people made more use of how his range do you know what i mean got him doing more stuff because have you seen that film green room no. yes like he plays an american hillbilly neo-nazi in that brilliant in that film so he can do have a he can he can go beyond his accent his, um, his famous accent and he's great at doing it very commanding actor as well but yeah Quite savvy, he's just been kind of locked into that Picard thing. I wonder if that ever frustrates him. Have we ever seen him with hair? A picture? No. Should we find oh, that, one? I find it through me massively. I was just like, what's going on here? Because he's looked about 70 for the last 30 years. Hell of a boy as well, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> if you know what I mean. See, seen his wife? Is she Asian? Of no, no, no. But she is uh, considerably younger. He's done well. So look him. Is, is that a wig? <laughs> no, I should say actually. He looks totally different, doesn't he? Totally, totally. Uh, uh, well, you Jesus. That's. I think that's someone that looks like him. Oh, that's not him. Yeah. Whoa, look at that one, that black and white one in the middle. <laughs> that black and white one in the middle, lad. He looks a bit like Mark Lamarva there. Which, what, well, this Ad, one. The one in the middle on the top row. This one? No, yes. that's not him, surely. Yeah, it's the wrong photo of Patrick Stewart. There. So that's not him. No, no that's no. this guy. That's this guy. All oh, right, so the one, the one on the third row on the right, that's the young Patrick Stewart, is it? Yeah. Maybe it's but we're here as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's like if, if Rod Stewart and Picard had a baby, that would be a. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's gotta be Rod's hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh... But uh, yeah, he's great in this. I'm like, I thought um, obviously Whoopi Goldberg's good. Uh, but she's just doing her own voice. She's doing a normal voice, you know what I mean? She's but she's still good. But like, but it's cool to hear him doing like this swashbuckling, you know, cliche pirate guy. He sounded a bit Jody. Is he was he going for like that sort of range or something? In it, like he had a bit of a northern. Sort yeah, of I, I took it as more like a Bristolian accent. Well, he's from Yorkshire, so I yeah. wonder if he was just tapping into his original accent. This is what we need. Um, we need our northerner for this. We need Evan. But um, you know, Ed, where are you? Shout out on us, didn't he? Too busy eating steak bakes. himself more like. I know. But well, if you're talking about Picard or Patrick Stewart and Whoopi Goldberg, there's two other Star Trek alumni in this. Name them. Spock. Spock, one other. And it's... Who's the, who's the director behind the boobs? Yeah, yeah, not him, but he has a he has a favorite that he uses in a lot of his films. Oh. That was in Star Trek. 
And he also played the cowboy in I can't even remember the movie's name. Uh Inner Space. In a, he plays the cowboy in Inner Space. I can't remember. I can't it's, uh, it's Robert Picardo. Oh, yeah. Him and wow. Dick Miller have been in loads of um, um, Joe Dante films. Hey, hey, hang on a minute now. This is sounding a bit sus. Evan normally does this. Are you sure he didn't tamper with Evan's technology? <laughs> he, couldn't get he, sent me, he sent me his notes. Office. Yeah, just like that. Let me in. It's like this was little, was little sheet of paper with actors' names on it. Yeah. No. But also, I, I found out some controversy behind this film as well. Um, some very stinky sort of like um behind the scenes drama which happened as well with this film. Did you read about it in your research? No. With some legal issues. Do you want me to read it out? Yeah, yeah. Go on. So, um, if this is too long, cut it out. But um, the screenwriting, the screenwriting credits for this film were the subject of a protracted legal arbitr- arbitration. Arbitration. I couldn't say that word then. With the Writers Guild of America, or WGA, when its producer Dave Kirshner attempted to claim sole authorship of the screenplay and origin story. So I want, I want to read the entire thing. Actually, no, because Frog's making that face, I'm going to read the entire thing now verbatim. Let's go then. With no credit for its original screenwriter, David Kasky. Typically, proposed credits are submitted to the WGA for approval well in advance of the release of a film or the publishing of posters or novelizations on which writing credits appears. In the case of The Pagemaster, the producers attempted to claim that as the film was now largely animated, the WGA did not have to have the jurisdiction to determine credits. So basically, they tried this David Kirshner guy came on with a finished screenplay by this um, David Kasky guy, did a rewrite on it, and because it was like a sort of like a cartoon, he tried to like slip it past the WGA and be like, I, I want sole writing credit so we could have more money. And I want re- the, it's quite a long, lengthy thing, but it basically turns out it was one of the most expensive, no, at the time, it was the most expensive and extensive investigation into this into that sort of tampering. So yeah, David Kirshner, bit of a bell end on this one. <laughs> I wonder how we thought he could get away with that then. But because it was half because it was mainly a cartoon. I think he thought, but because it was mainly a cartoon, it wasn't the same as like a live action movie, which follows those rules quite staunchly. And um yeah, that's what yeah, happened. But, but that but that script would have gone out without his name on it before, wouldn't it? So yeah, he took over as the main screenwriter. He's the brain producer behind it as well. Oh, but in the guy produced the first Child's Play film as well, or Child's Play Two, which is the did best Child's Play film. Hmm? After what we after what we just learned, did he? He didn't write it. He produced it. He didn't. He, he produced that one. But um, put his name actually, on it. That's actually yeah, the best did. one as well. Every, everything from now on is questionable with our person's uh, concern. I know. He's still going now. He's still going very strong now. He's uh does does loads of stuff. Hocus Pocus Two. He was one of the writers on that as well. Yeah. Oh, so we should blame him for that, should we? Yeah. Aren't they doing a Hocus Pocus three? No. Yeah, apparently. He's also mm-hmm. doing it. He's also producing at the moment the Curious George movie. What well, live action? Right? Oh my god, he made Titan AE as well. God, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I quite liked that. Christ, this guy knows no bounds. Anyway, sorry. Was Titan, on, was Titan AE the manga? No, it was like a space sci-fi. Space animated one, but it, it was it came out around about 2000-ish. Yeah, flopped. Really what, about, what am I thinking of then? I don't know, no. probably Attack on Titan. That's the one, yeah. 
Yeah. But um, another thing I want to talk about quickly as well, this film, like, did you, in the other research I did for this, this film got dogpiled by critics really badly. I'm talking 21% score on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I have you... a bit of a theory on some of this. And not I haven't read any of it. This is my own sort of personal view. Oh, here we go. This is what I'm here for. Come on. Let's get our tinfoil hats on. <laughs> this isn't controversial at all. But when did it come out? 94. What else yeah. came out in 94? There was a massive animated film. Who framed Roger Rabbit? No. <laughs> that was 86. Lion, Lion King. And what oh, I would I thought, say, I thought Roger Rabbit was later than that, but never. No, but late late eighties, eighty seven. I yeah, think it was about eighty seven. So I I think that a couple of different things with this, right? Going up against Lion King, Lion King being Disney and Disney, what had they they had done Little Mermaid prior to this? They'd done Aladdin to this, so they Booty were the beast. Booty the beast. So they were building, you know, there were some you know bangers in it. Um, the animation style on this. I think looks dated, and I think it would have potentially looked dated at the time as well, when up against something like The Lion King. So the, I think the studio that did this, or the animation people behind this, weren't they the guys who did um, Land Before Time? I think oh, they were. Okay. I think they were. It's very similar, anyway, and I'm pretty sure. And I think there's... What's the other one? I saw the second one in the cinema. Oh, um, American Tale. Great film. Um, Fido, Fido goes west. Um, the second one is. Um, so so I think it being up against Lion King, it I don't know when it came out. I, I'm not saying I I do think both of those films could have come out at the same time. No problem with that. But I just think if you look at the animation style, Lion King, I think looks more so uh, superior. Are you are you saying there's a possibility of a ET compared to the Thing when those yeah. came out? To a certain degree, I just think the critics may have looked at this and thought this style looks a bit dated, and they maybe not given the, the the movie then a fair shot. Yeah, and also they were they were all over Lion King when that came out, weren't they? Not do you know what gets me about that? Not one of them said anything about Matthew Broderick being a lion. <laughs> Still a great right. sonny, didn't it? To this Can day, I... to the day I die, it'll never sit with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some of the uh, review quotes for Page Master from Rotten Tomatoes. There's not a lot. Can, I... Is... Can I just say one more thing? Go on. James Hill Jones is a lion. Yeah. Matthew Broderick is not a lion and not <laughs> his son. Yeah, but the, that won the Oscar for the Fuck Me Eyes from Nala. That's why. That's what got out of the Oscar. Great. The fudge me eyes. Yeah, the, sorry, the fudge I'm, me eyes, yeah. I'm not going to watch a film for a fudge me eyes, am I? I, You know, Matthew Broderick's turning me off. I got Nala turning me on for two seconds and Matthew Broderick turning me off for, for 90 minutes. <laughs> Before Adam does his quotes, I got another point that I was meant was going to mention just now. The You've mentioned James Horner's score. I think it's good, Right. The bit mm -hmm. I don't think is good, and I was going to mention in changes, but I'll do it now, is that song, which is about <laughs> three quarters of the way through. It's like, yeah. what the hell is that doing there? That's the best bit of the film, man. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, shocking. So put about? that up against some of the bangers you've got by Elton John and Tim Rice in yeah, The well, Lion yeah. King. 
Frog. Frog I'm, no, I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm talking about just the score now. Not the, the score. score. The score is great. It's just yeah. that one. But yeah, that song is. Oh. Frog, it you were sat there with like... It didn't help that Adam burst out laughing as soon as they started, as soon as that woman started singing. <laughs> I, I half expected him you to say that like, he started singing along to it. Oh, but it was fucking dumb. Oh. It was hilarious, but it was like, what's the lyrics of it again? It was just like, um, what was the lyrics of that song? Oh, it was just God like knows. imagination everywhere. It was like that sort of thing, like you know, but uh pull it up. I'm pulling that up quickly. It's gotta be done. That song though. Oh my god! It, there's a, it because it was so left field, right? I just there was no build into it, build up to it at all. It just happened like that, and it just it just completely caught me off guard, and that's why I laughed so much. It was like it just it just got me like whatever you imagine. Here we go. That's it. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy Moulton. Should should be able to see her. Oh yeah. There. I'm gonna stop. Let me share it again, so you can. I, I have to make sure that you can hear the sound on this as well. <laughs> it, it just came out of nowhere as well. Can one day come to be? That's better than mine, King. Dreams to awaken, roads to be taken. Follow them and they will. I, I, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad film, a bad song. It just was ill placed within the film. Great song, but I don't know what you're talking about. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's it's a bit much, isn't it? Is it they not... just shoehorned it in there. It wasn't needed. That's why it made me laugh so much because it was so like it was a bam. Because a Disney film, they they level up to it a little bit. They you can hear the little music playing a little bit in the background. Also, also when Disney are at their best, the song fits the scene or fits the mood or tone of the of the film. That song. As you said, Dan, it was just, it's just, doesn't feel right. What I will say, though, the music for that film sounds like another film. Yeah, it's James Horner, but I'm telling you, some of the motifs, it's like John, no, John Williams uses similar motifs for different films. James Horner does the same. And I figured it out last night because I was listening to James Horner soundtracks after, and some of the motifs are in Braveheart. No, it was from something else I've seen. Because I've I haven't seen Braveheart since like donkey's years. Okay, no, it's all right, but I'm telling you, they are in Braveheart. Yeah. <laughs> you don't I need to do any more research. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. He died in a car. He died in a fucking airplane accident. In a fudging airplane accident. Christ, damn! Didn't expect right. that. Come on. <laughs> we haven't even gone to favorite scene yet, guys. Come on. Oh yeah. Um... <laughs> Favorite scene, the bit with the music. That's my. That's the bit I got the <laughs> big, but most joy from me because I laughed so much at it. Um, I don't know. Um, my favorite scene in the film. I don't really know. It, it's not a bad movie, but like, I don't think it's film, a bad movie. The, the problem the film's got. Okay, let's just let Philip. Before we get into this, let's just quickly go through some of the reviews, right? Because I got I got to hammer this one down, right? Because the biggest mystery of this film is why it was so shot on by people, but like, like Roger Ebert, in his review says. A sad and dreary film. He just says that's his review, right? But also, if you go, I'm not going to read the entire review. But he also said, um, the sad and dreary film. And his other criticism was books can be. It says that he he hated the film because its core message was books can be almost as fun as TV. Books can 
be almost as much fun as TV cartoons and video games. So he's saying about like it's basically saying about books. He's trying to he he hates the fact that he's using video games and cartoons to get kids into books. But I'm a bit like, why is that a bad thing for? Because I watched this film and I wanted to go to the library and I did go to the library and I read books. That's not a bad thing. I mean, I don't get why that's such a. I I quite I quite like Roger Ebert, but I think he's uh he's off the mark with that one. He's an, yeah, he's a bit of an idiot, idiot. But um, Chris Hicks says the I page. Didn't master... Say that, lad. <laughs> I, know, I agree. He's an idiot. Um, Chris Hicks <laughs> said the page master's problems can easily be traced back to the screenplay, which sim- which simply lacks anything remotely resembling wit. Now, going back to that writing lawsuit, imagine being that David Kasky guy. You finally won this lawsuit to get your name on the film, and then that clanger comes out. I bet you're like, oh, I wish I, I wish I left my name off, you know? Like, you know, a bit harsh. Like. And then the final one, this woman called Christy Lemire in 2018 said, the page master is the kind of movie first grade teachers would have popped into a VCR machine in the 1990s to kill time on a ra- on a rainy afternoon, giving it a one out of four rating. Why is that a bad thing? What's wrong with that? That's a good thing. That's a good point. That's a good... That's not a... Go on. Can I get... Can we right now get your rating for this film, Mad? I'd give it a seven out of ten. That's a fair score. Seven out of ten. Just bam. There's the job. You know, there was joy. It's got problems, but it was okay. But um, but yeah, that was the thing. But I've already said, my, I've already said what my favorite scene was. It's the Jekyll and Hyde sequence. Well, I did quite like the um. I think it was the pirate stuff was my favorite. My favorite section of the film was the pirate stuff. I thought all the pirate stuff was the best bit. Was my my favorite scene, uh, I think, visually. Right. <laughs> is um the transition from live action into the animation when he's in the library and the paint comes down and it's going through the sort of aisles of the um shelves and, and things. I hate to say this, but Adam actually bigged that up a little bit before that scene came on. What's that now? That the transition scene. Yeah. Adam Adam, big, Adam bigged it up. He gave it a big gun. And then when it happened, <laughs> I was sat there, I was like, uh I knew it was you were be up here waiting for it when you were like, oh, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't come. I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to look. It was, one, it was one of those. I um, yeah. But, I, I I'm not saying it was spectacular, but I I I, I thought it was good. I, I I thought it was quite colourful and brought vibrant. Yeah. I, can I let me just uh clarify? I'm not saying it was bad or awful. I'm just saying that Adam give it a big one. <laughs> And I was a little let down. Do you know when someone says to you, listen to this song, it's the greatest song ever, and they put it on, and and it's drum and bass. And you're like, what, what are you put this on for? What song are drum and bass? Nothing. It's just not. It's just never going to be the greatest song ever if it's drum and bass. That's could all. Could be. Why? It could be. I mean, you can't just say because it doesn't have a lyrics in it, it's not going to be the best song ever. could be. Never know. It's got no lyrics. It's not a song. Well, what makes a song? I thought this doesn't have the lyrics. It'd be a song, does it? Music and lyrics. What constitutes? <laughs> God, this is another thing. What constitutes a song? It's all right, but I, 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 uh, I agree with you. I do think that there's uh, songs that don't have music. Drum bass does have lyrics in it sometimes, though. It does have like the um, check it, check it, that sort of stuff in there. <laughs> 
from the last so <laughs> words. Chase words. <laughs> oh. Right, go on. Let's move on to some changes. What I'm we sure Adam got some. Uh, well, actually, I'm just going to say mine because I've mentioned a couple of them already and we can then quickly tick them off. I do think the animation is a bit dated. I've mentioned about the Lion King. I think if you go up against that, that's going to make it look probably not the greatest thing. Um, I've mentioned about the musical number. Don't need to go over that anymore. Um, I, I do think the movie goes on at quite a pace. You're going through story, through story, through story. And I I, I would have, I don't know. There, there was something about the movie which I thought either you need to maybe put a bit more time into one or two of those movie, more stories, if that makes sense, or they needed something else. I felt that it were, it, it just flew through them. And it, it for me, it just needed something else to tie in the story a bit more. It needed I, another I think, 10 minutes. It needed 10 more minutes. And it, which is a massive surprise that I'm sort of like agreeing with that because normally I'm like, yeah, it needs to be shorter film. It needs to be bad. I, I think part of the story's issue is they're using literature, which is um, pre a certain date. So it's in the public domain. So they don't have to pay for the story or the rights to use it. So I wonder whether... Um, yeah, whether that had an issue, whether they couldn't find something else to fit into that sort of adventure. But I'm nitpicking a little bit here because I'll be honest, I did enjoy the movie. Um, I just thought they could have built on that bit a little bit more. What have you got, Ad? Can we be brutally honest with my change to be? Macaulay Culkin? Get rid, get rid of that horror book. Oh, it's I I I I agree, actually really agree, it, and it's so just a bit like annoying, but not only it's, annoying. It's just probably not the best placed character either, like no, making him like a bit dumb. It didn't. It didn't feel like horror. No, it felt it felt like a different genre. Horror is not like subservient, like a pet dog, and the fact he kept making that noise, it's just. Oh. It's like a whole new sort of sub-genre, isn't it? Like, <laughs> horror. Probably not allowed to say that, are we? The peep that out, bud. I'm going to have to beep that bit. You have to cut you have to script that section out. <laughs> Can you say men <laughs> horror? Oh, I might have to. Actually, but, I don't um, even think that is acceptable either. The, um, no, the... The horror book was infuriating. Just like at first, you're like, okay, it's kind of cute. But then after about like the movie, and you just want that part, you just want a denture to like stab him up or something. You're like, I'm like, get out, get out of the film. Like, so annoying. Yeah. It's like, it's, it had the same effect. It's like Jar Jar Binks or something. Like, I don't know what it is with kids' films, like episode one or something, where they just have to just smash in some crap, like, like, Goofy side character like that, you know. Yeah, yeah but isn't that isn't that in the very fact that it's a kids' film? No, because there's loads of great kids' films that don't have an annoying character like that, isn't there? Well, I I know, I know, but this is this is absolutely a kids' film, so you so you are a lot of the times going to get a character like that. Yeah, I'm but not you know, like the character, but I'm saying that kids quite like those kind of characters. Christ, kids love Jar Jar Binks. 
as much as we hated him. Like, let's just going back to Lion King again, because we talked about this earlier, because that just popped to mind. Now, you know, Lion King's a pretty decent, solid film. I think we can all agree. I know you don't like Matthew Broderick, but that film's goofy characters are Timon and Pumba, but they're brilliant. They're the best part Ooh, of the film. A slight argument on that. Isn't one of the, the hyenas? Yeah, actually, yeah, the hyenas are. But, but I, they're but supposed to be annoying. But I agree with it in that in that sense as well. I really don't like that character. There's no yeah. annoying characters in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, there are. Or is it, what's his name, Sidekick? Gaston's sidekick. Chip. Lemire or Lemire well, or whatever his name is. Lumiere's not annoying. He's a legend. I, 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 hate, I hate Beauty and the Beast. I, I oh. absolutely hate that film. Beauty and the Beast is my in my top three Disney. I used to like it. I used to like it, but it's just I hate that the plot all just ruins the film for me, man. I know what I'm nominating today. Hot yeah, take. I, never seen it. Can <gasps> I just say, I, I'm gonna. Say, I want to. I know I've told you this before, Prog, right? But I want to tell. I just want to say this bit for the podcast so the listeners can understand. Okay, but the whole thing with Beauty and the Beast, the guy, because I haven't seen it for a while, but it starts off like that, right, Andrew? You know the basic story of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, basically, yeah. But at the beginning of it, right, how the beast becomes the beast. So he was like this, he's like this man who's like this, like, he's a bit of a chode. He's not nice to people, right? He's a proper arsehole to everyone. And this, like, this, this, like, proper crispy old woman comes up one night when it's raining. And she's like, oh, can you let me in the house? And he's like, he's like busy much. Like, no, go fuck yourself. Am I, am I on the right path, path here, right, Frog? That's what happens, isn't it? Well, you are exaggerating slightly, but, but that's on. what ha- that's what happens, right? So to punish this handsome man, she turns him into a snarling, super strong beast, right? But then she turns all the servants in the house to candles and cups and stuff, and I'm like, they didn't do anything. What the hell was they? Why have you done that to them? Some and like also in the film, you see everything in the house is a is a is a living sentient thing, so. You'll see sofas walking around and armchairs and puppies walking around. Someone's a fucking toilet in that house. <laughs> and it's like the guy that actually told her to go sod off just gets to be like this massive hench alpha as fudge beast. And they're, they're all just bloody cups. It's supposed to be the cup. Yeah, but he doesn't want to be a beast. That's the point. Yeah, I know. But like that kid didn't want to be a cup. He didn't do anything. He was in bed <laughs> sleeping. What's his name? Chip or whatever. His yeah. was a his mother's a fucking teapot. But you can, you can, look, if you really want to go in depth about it, you could say that they got punished because they were subservient to him and they never told him that he should act any different. That's I'm bullshit. Not that's the reason, but... They're his slaves. And they got turned into cups. They're not his slaves. They're not his slaves. They're his workers. They become his slaves when they can't leave the house because they're a cup. They're just no, ruined. they're like... not his slaves, are they? Yeah, but they become that. They get the that kid was like a slave to the to the magic. Imagine that cup. Oh. Chip the cup. He's, look, he's in the window looking at all his mates growing up and stuff, and he's just like, I'm a cup. You That's think he's life. got mates? What? You think he's got mates? That castle's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but there was this next to a village. So, you know, but that cup is in his imagine you were like 10 years old, right? By Prog, and you you know, you had dreams of going to play for Aston Villa one day. And then you're a cup and you're watching Andrew and Evan and stuff running around playing football outside, growing up and you're watching them get girls and stuff. And you're just like, I'm a cup. It's my life. And your mom's a teapot. You Right, hang on a minute now. Do you honestly think the size that I am that I get turned into a cup? Probably a draft excluder. 
I reckon I get. To, I reckon I'd be at court hanger or something. Court, I'd court rat. Bro, you just said potentially the greatest um song title for Queen slash Highlander ever. A sl- what did you say? A slave to the magic. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh my word, we should write a song and call it that. What's the word to that go like? It's got to be a love song, isn't it? Oh, so whatever happens, fast. right? We need Someone to write it. Spell on it. We need to write magic. it and it becomes the anthem for the podcast, Slave to the Magic. So is it a guitar-led song, rock song, yeah? I might have to write to Brian May to help yeah, we, us. We, we I'm a slave to your magic. Well, no, Adam, right, difficult. <laughs> uh, right, Sorry, on, what um, other changes have we got? Let's, otherwise, we're going to be here all night. I got, I got one big one, and I think it's a bit of a, pardon the expression, but I think they dropped the bollock in one section, and it's where the pirate uh, tries to get off with, or uh, adventure tries to get off with magic, or fantasy, is it? I can't remember Fan- the name. Whoopi Goldberg's character, fantasy, yeah. Yeah. Tries to get off fantasy, and she basically comes out of a cave pulling her knickers up or something. Well, he has a, he has a flick through her pages, doesn't he? I know, yeah, but look, if it was an adult themed animation, yeah, okay, I can kind of get the joke being there, but this is a kids show, a kids pro, uh, film, so yeah, I think it's out of place. Yeah. Uh, the only other change that I've got, Macaulay Culkin. Can't ride a bike for shit. I know there's that end scene, but Jesus Christ, terrible. The ending isn't quite earned. I'm going to say that as well. Like, I think, and that's because the film is way too short. But you know the whole thing when he comes home and he jumps over the ramp and stuff. I think if it had, if the film had about like ten or fifteen more minutes to kind of build on the the front bit, that could have been a bit more. Like, you know, it's a bit crap in it. The end. Oh, I got another query as well, right? How far away? Is the hardware shop from the house? It's quite far, but he's cycling for miles. He's like up mountains and things as well, <laughs> going through tunnels. Why didn't he just stay in that tunnel when it started raining? Oh, I don't. I, 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 I have got a slight sort of reasoning for it because all the lights started blowing. But just stay like in the edge, you know, yeah. where it's not raining in the tunnel. I gotta say that boy's. Put down to him. Where'd you go? Where are you going? The moon. <laughs> great. What are you talking about? That was a great put down. Uh, Make fun of his space bike, didn't he? You know, Macaulay Culkin was nominated for a Razzie for worst actor for this. How could you do that? How could yeah. you do that to a kid? I mean, well, I, well, I know the Razzies have got to sort that out, man, because like, I know it's a bit of fun and games, but when you're like doing that to a ten-year-old kid or eleven-year-old, sort your life out, man. Like Jesus, harsh is And it's not even as bad in it at all. I tell you what, that is right. It's the same thing all the time with the Razzies. The Razzies do my head in because it's a it's a group of people who are like, who can we take down a peg or two? That's what they, that's what they do. Now, but also it's it's a big actor, isn't it? And it's like. Yeah. How can we sell our organisation a bit more? Yeah. It's, Who can it's we like, go after? Oh, Macaulay Culkin's had four or five years of, you know, being paid loads of money, even though he's a he's a child, and he's had a few big hits. I tell you what, 
why don't we give him a little slap, is it? Across the face. Let's give him a Razzie Award nomination. It's like, um, is I, it can't, I can't stand it. I can't Sandra stand Bullock it. got nominated loads after the 90s. She yeah. had a good 90s. And she got nominated loads for them. Can I, can I just say, though, right, in defense of myself, because if if uh, some people would say, but Adam, you ripped on that kid in my girl. I just want to say that... Um, that, that that's a grown woman now. They're old enough to like they can take the they can take the criticisms out, right? That's a that's an adult now. They're older than me. But like I could never just like especially if I had a body as big as like the Razzies or a company as big as the Razzies, I would never just be like, Yeah, that five year old kid that was in that film. Let's give them a worst actor award because they're terrible. Sorry, man. I, I put you on a level with the Razzies after everything you've said on this program. No. Oh, oh, what's her name from Alien? Oh, yeah, I think I think you should just go and work for Razzies. She deserves it. She's awful in that film. <laughs> actually, do you know what? Yeah, actually, I'm all for the Razzies. Actually, I, I've completely turned around on it straight away. But um, Newt Newt is a different level. But she deserves the rip. She does. But also, I'm a guy sat in his room on a podcast with like you know a couple four of listeners? thousand listeners. Yeah, with four listeners. You know, I'm not like the Razzies. I guess. I don't think that excuses it anyway. But whatever. Ninth, <laughs> what were we the like ninth best music podcast in Norway or Denmark? Music, Mo- oh, movies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something's gone wrong with your music. God, you don't even know what you're doing anymore, <laughs> don't even know our genre. Right. I know the sub genres, but that's a different story. Hey, we're the, we're the number five podcast from Aberdeen, so like it's all good, isn't it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, it's probably 10 better than right. Come on, then recommend. Would you recommend this movie, Adam? Yeah, I'd recommend it to if you're for someone and their kids to watch it. Yeah. Brog, I'd recommend it for kids. Yeah, yeah, I would. I enjoyed it. I um, I'm yeah. In a couple of years' time, when my oldest is a bit older and can, I think yeah, just manage that horror section a little bit more. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd I'd just wrap it on for them, but chuck this on on Robocop straight afterwards. One, just just you know, the water yeah. double bill. You know, double, double bill. Just think, just think of the missus. Look, I'm making them. I'm making my children into what, legends today, and then just <laughs> yeah, triple yeah. bill, <laughs> page master, Robocop, alien, bam. <laughs> you want that? Uh, right, come on in, Ad. You uh, will you do the the wheel of fortune? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know what one Evan had last week, but uh, let's get let's get it loaded uh, up. Well, Ev, yeah, he doesn't get a shout, does he, this week? Because he um he's not on. We yeah. um. So someone suggested to us a name for it. Uh, I'll try, I'll find it in a minute. I may have deleted oh, it. Never mind. Well, <laughs> so we need to quickly check if we have any other films recommended before I do this. No, as well. we don't. We well, not none that I am aware of. Um, me and Prague and Ev have got a mate from uni, Owen, and I think he listens to the podcast. Whatever he gets this far to the end, I don't know. But he recommended. I'm talking about a year ago, like twenty movies. So I might just go back and ask him, pick one. Well, we do need to think of a name for this stuff. I reckon, I reckon Adam's, Adam's wheel. Oh. <laughs> Adam's name. third wheel. Uh, we uh, um, yeah. So, so I'm going to shout out to Brian who has given us a name. If he can send it to us again, that, that would be great. What your name, Brian? Yeah, he texted me the name? other day, and I deleted his text by accident. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, he said Toxic Avenger 2 and you were like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> it's so much of a myth that you delete his text. Uh, 
we got we only got true romance from what's the guy's name? Who give us true romance? Sorry, Baron Leach. Baron Leach. I, I forget. I keep forgetting his name. So Baron Leach has given us true romance. We got Combat Academy, which we haven't watched yet, and um, I think it might be a good movie. Actually, you never know. Um, uh, but Andrew, what's your two movies? Or do you want me to come to you last? No, 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 no. Go on, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'm gonna go a bit like weird. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go Get Carter, oh, not good. the Sylvester Stallone version. Good choice. Um, because I was thinking we haven't done many like 60s, 70s movies. I know you so, mean, yeah. So I, I'm gonna throw it. And also the Three Musketeers, but not the version Prague is thinking that I'd pick. The seventies version oh. with Oliver Reed. Because if you were if you were picking the one I think you were gonna pick, I know what my favorite part of that film is straight away. So Proggle. So I'm gonna go for I think it's called the Lady in White. Oh, help it. Have to Google yeah. this. Not satisfied enough with Blue Velvet, so he's going. Uh... Oh, oh, he's... You, you missed it last week. I, I wanted nine and a half weeks after the disappointment of <laughs> no, well, I, I did, thriller. I did watch it. I was a bit like Christ alive, Andrew. You you're starving for these eighties boobs, isn't it? I was thinking <laughs> that myself. And because uh, Evan's not here. And I remember he nominated this a couple of weeks ago, and I also like the film, so I'm going to nominate it now. It's uh, Sneakers. God. Sneakers. I've never seen it. Right. I'm going to go for The Elephant Man. Oh. Another David Lynch film. But I really want Evan to watch it, because... Me and Prog and Evan went out for dinner the other night before me and Evan went to go see Queens of the Stone Age. And we were talking about films that can make you cry. And I reckon that film would get his bottom lip quivering. I reckon that would make him uh, tear up a little bit. I'm going to go with a really weird film next, right? It's a documentary. And it's one of... It's quite a disturbing, messed up documentary. It's a bit of a weird one to choose. But I don't know why. I've I've been thinking about it a lot today for some reason. I'm going to go with Crumb. Anyone ever seen that? No. It's... um. It's messed up, but uh, it's it's going to make for a miserable podcast if we get that one, uh, and a disturbing one. But uh, yeah, that. But uh, let's go for it, right? You would do, you lad. Don't pass mine. Come back, Yay! Here we go. So, um, I'm off this. That's it. Right. Cheers all. Have a Pod- podcast come out every week. Days days vary. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want us to do a certain film in the future, just let us know. Uh, we're gonna have to have a think about a, a new booby film. But I, I know, I know the new booby film is House of the Dead. Well, not maybe House, we're... Of, not House of Wax. House of the Dead. Trust me, they want it. Right, on our note, see you all. <laughs> Ta-da.